Hey friends and fellow listeners of the show. Thanks for tuning back in this week. I have been taking a lot of, of your calls. I've been asking some of you who reach out, Hey, do you want to talk? And you're like, yeah, most of you are just reaching out to say hi, or I really like your content or I like this episode. And I'm like, thank you. Can I talk to you? So always feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn because there's a chance I want more information from you. And if you can give me a little bit of time, it helps me bring a better show. I'm noticing some very clear patterns that I want to talk about today. It's all about your relationship with your CEO. Sure, you can swap out CEO with president, founder, chief happiness officer, whoever it is, the head honcho that you report to. There's a power dynamic there. And there's a lot of like feelings that you all have that are valid. In this example, I'm going to say CEO a lot, but swap this in with whoever you report to if they're making you nuts. Okay. So when I kick off the conversation with all of you, I always ask, what's your relationship like with the CEO? And that usually takes up the majority of the call. The answers are typically, they're very focused on revenue. They're very busy. They're very harsh. I don't get along with them very well. And I'm like, oh, well, actually this is pretty normal. So you're not, you're not crazy. That person is in this role because they are like willing and able to take on the biggest job at that company. They are under a lot of pressure and they have different priorities and they have probably a different way of communicating that's gotten them to that point. You have a different set of skills and a different way of communicating that is likely very warm, intentional, empathetic, and people first. And they are very like, uh, we need revenue or like everyone's in trouble. So this relationship seems to be strained at almost every company. So if that's why you're listening, congratulations. This is not unique to you, but when the conversation continues to unfold and I ask more questions like, yeah, that must be frustrating that they don't prioritize the people. What have you done to explain to them the concept of people first? Like we talk on the show, people first versus profit or revenue first. And they're like, I haven't. And I'm like, okay, what do they think about the employee hierarchy of needs? And they're like, I haven't shown that to them. And I'm like, okay, I get it because they're not accessible. You're feeling uncomfortable, but like, it sounds like there actually hasn't been enough work on your side to foster that relationship and build trust because trust is earned. You want so badly for them to trust you and to just let you run. But if you can't show proof of concept or hold them accountable in a way that's respectful, that they start to respect you and ask them the right open-ended questions and build a relationship, a radically candid relationship where you're both not being aggressive, but you're not being like ruinously empathetic. Usually it's them being aggressive, the obnoxious aggressor and you being like ruinously empathetic, like whatever you say. I know it's tricky because they have so much more power over you, but when they say no to stuff, the answer is not no. The answer is just not right now because you haven't done a good enough job explaining the why. Okay. Remember, kids don't want to be told to brush their teeth. They need to be told, brush your teeth. Otherwise you're going to get cavities and then we're going to have to go to the dentist and they're going to put a drill in your mouth and that's going to hurt a lot. That works with my kids all the time. <laughs> that never goes away. That stays with us as adults. You can't tell the CEO, we need to send more surveys and uh, da, 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 and you need to do things better. You need to be more transparent. You need to, because they're going to be like, excuse me, you have to tell them, Hey, I've noticed some things in our latest surveys, or like, I'm going to send a survey to create a feedback loop and see what's going on with our people. And, and, or you're going to say, I did this survey and this is what something I've noticed. And I want to give feedback to you in a safe space to help you see opportunities we can do better so that we can drive engagement because we're delivering a better employee experience. You have to like, you can't just be like, oh, they don't like me or oh, they're difficult or oh, they don't get it. You have to keep 
chipping away and chipping and chipping. And one of the people most recently I was on a call with said, you know, they, they skip my one-on-ones, they cancel them and they don't reschedule. And I said, that hurts. That's not fair to you. You're right to feel the way that you do. I did a whole webinar on -on one-on-ones and why managers cannot do that. It sends the wrong message, but the CEO is one of the most busy people at the company. I wrote her something that using chat GPT that I'll put in the show notes. So if this has happened to you, there's a way to use chat GPT to be like, Hey, can you explain to my CEO that our one-on-one is really an important time for us to be talking about and partnering on what's causing our disengagement? Can you help them empathetically understand that I need this time with them to do my job correctly? Like, don't waste all your energy and brain space on trying to craft the perfect message because it will take you over an hour, guaranteed. It's a scary message to send. There are tools now. I know some of you are like, I don't mess with ChatGPT. I don't know what it is. I'm like, I know, but you're missing out. It's as simple as logging in and you say, hey, ChatGPT, help me create a Slack message for my boss, or it will help you create a prompt. You tell it what the what's going on and what you'd like to say and the tone, and it gives you this beautifully crafted message. But anyway, you need to have those discussions with your CEO. It's going to waste your time and it's going to frustrate your CEO. If you're sitting there like, well, they don't want a relationship with me. Like they don't trust me. They don't want to meet with me. So I'm just going to try to drive engagement by myself. It's not going to work. You can't possibly be the only person whose job it is to optimize the employee experience. That is a job for the two of you to be super tight on and meeting regularly. It's um, your managers need to be like super dialed in, but you can't make your managers be dialed in. The CEO has to, the CEO has to say, Hey managers, we have a management philosophy now. And you're like on the hook for 70% of the employee experience. So if you want teams that like are more productive and like there's like less turnover and you have a happier, more productive team, we need you to be holding proper one-on-ones or we need you to be an extension of us. And this is what we're doing. We're doing management training. You can't be the one pushing everyone to the people first concept. It has to be led by the CEO because everyone's already looking at them. Everyone's already looking to them to see like what actually does matter. So if you're out there saying like, hey, managers, you're a big part of the employee experience. But the CEO's like, boo, I don't really care. This is woo woo. You're not going to get anywhere. You're going to get so frustrated and they're going to be like, you can't drive engagement. And you're like, yeah, because you're not part of the conversation. You're not bought into the philosophy. So this episode is all about just challenging you to read books like Radical Candor, Fierce Conversations. Use ChatGPT to be like, hey, uh, you canceled our one-on-one, but you didn't reschedule it. I need this time with you. Hey, ChatGPT, help me like riff on like people first versus revenue first and how that matters for both revenue and disengagement, like solving for engagement. Help me like summarize this and even just send them You can copy paste it and be like, Hey, CEO, check this out. Or like in your meetings, just like have that as notes. You have to show your value. You have to, if they don't trust you, you have to keep chipping away at the conversation. And if you have a CEO who won't meet with you and won't take you seriously, and you listen to this episode and you have tried and tried and tried and tried, and you're like, they just don't want to give me a chance. It's okay. That just might really be a revenue first company. And a lot of companies can get by, but they're going to churn and burn their people and cause a lot of unnecessary suffering. There's lots of companies out there looking for you, but I think you would be surprised how much CEOs are craving their like partner in crime to be like, cause they're isolated too, just like you. They like are privy to certain information that you are too, that you can't bond with employees all the time because there's like a glass 
wall that's like, well, I'm HR, I'm people ops. And they're like, well, I'm the CEO. I have no one to talk to either, except the board. The board's mad at me all the time because I can't get like to these revenue targets and the productivity, all the managers are complaining that there's like turnover and low productivity. And I'm like getting yelled at by the board. That's your job to be like, we can solve for all of that. Let's have regular sessions where we talk through like what's next to optimize about our employee experience. We're going to start a feedback loop. We're going to have a survey culture. I'm going to wade through the negative feedback. So you don't have to because CEOs are sensitive deep down. They're like inner cores. Like I don't want anyone to be disengaged. I want to be able to be happy. I just don't know how. That's where you come in and you're like, hey, listen, that was a dumpster fire, but it's okay because now we know what to work on. This is a good thing. Our people are talking to us. Isn't that great? Isn't that exciting? This is what I'm going to prioritize. This is the employee hierarchy of needs. Show it to them. I'll put them in. I'll put it in the show notes. They would probably love to see that um, and tell them like there's psychology behind this and we have to work on things in the right order. But you and I need to be like on the same page. Some of those tough discussions are going to have to be like, hey, you need to trust me. And like, sort of like, let me go about my process. You can't gatekeep my surveys. You can't miss our one-on-ones regularly. You can't like send out company announcements without talking to me first or like planning an all hands. That's like not with the people first. Like, what's the story? We can't just have all hands and report numbers. You need to let me in to help you craft a story that's going to drive engagement. This is what we heard in our latest survey. These are our revenue numbers. This is like new hires and people that have left. Like this is how we're going to tell a story so that the people feel engaged and they feel like we know what we're doing and that we have a vision for where we're going. You got to pull me in. I want to help. I want to help you drive revenue and solve for our disengagement at the same time. And you tell them, but I can't do that by myself. Send them my disrupt HR speech. I'll, I'll link out to that too. I talk about how driving engagement is kind of like how we built a rocket to get to the moon. That's why you can't drive engagement on your own. Not one person built the rocket. Like the CEO, JFK endorsed it. Then there was the super smart guy, James Webb. And that's kind of like you and HR, like behind the scenes, like I'll make sure we actually do it. And then, but the people who actually built the rocket were uh, 400,000 workers. That's like your people managers who are bought into what the CEO is saying. Like we're a people first company. We, we invest in management training and that's why you need a budget. Listen to my episode that recently shipped about how to ask your CEO for budget to drive engagement. It's not for gift cards and parties. It's for bringing in consultants and experts. And when they're like, well, that's why I hired you. Well, then you get into chat GPT and you say, help me explain to my CEO. Yes, they hired me. And I need other consultants and experts to help us do these things faster. I can go become an expert in management training, or I can keep the company together, keep it running and bring in experts so we can go faster. There's no way I'm an expert. Nobody's an expert in every part of the employee experience. That hire doesn't exist. That person would be so incredibly smart. That's like wild. So um, use ChatGPT, work on your relationship with your CEO. If you feel like it's stagnant, it's stale, it's non-existent, they don't trust you. It's just feeling gross and yuck. I will ask you like, what have you done to provide value recently? to nudge them and say that you want to help and to foster a relationship, a working relationship where you two are in communication. And if it's dead, it's dead. If it's non-existent, then there's lots of companies looking for you. I always end these by trying to remind you, I see how hard you work and I see all the things you're doing and you care a lot. It's not easy to drive engagement, but it's not impossible. You have to work smarter, not harder. This podcast is brought to you by Pingboard and it's an employee experience platform because you can't possibly be like there for every little mini moment. And there are things you can do to automate and give a good employee experience from onboarding through what it's like to get the work done and how people get a hold of each other and what's going on, who's who, who does what, what, when, where, why, how. It's like 
you need a tool for that. It's time to stop doing everything manually, to survey your people and create a feedback loop, help managers think more like coaches and have proper one-on-ones. Pingboard can help you do all of that. You can't be on the hook for all of this stuff. How are you going to keep track of it? So check out pingboard.com to learn more. You'll see my face on there again, because I am their like company extrovert. You could say, I think lately my, my title is like workplace strategist, AKA one day Christy raised her hand and was like, can I have a podcast? And luckily my boss Cameron was like, sure. So here we are two years later. Thank you for listening. Your job is hard. So you gotta, you gotta think through how are you going to conserve energy, but still make a big impact and know what to work on. And a lot of it's going to have to do with these discussions and your relationship with your CEO. You got to put in the effort to really get them to trust you. But once they trust you, they got to get out of your way. (laughs) They have to trust you to make some hypotheses. And that's another episode, but thank you for listening. And I'll see you next week.